Thanks for tuning in to Patreon Request on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in suggesting something for us to talk about, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Patreon request here on the Let's Get Ready Network. I'm Adelia. I'm here with my buddies Snark and Brennan, and uh, we're here to talk about our top five movies we like to watch at Halloween. Uh, this was Brennan's idea. So, uh, Brennan, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. I might have an abscess of my tooth, so. <laughs> oh no. But I don't. I don't sound too bad, so. Well, hopefully my speech is coming off clear. It it is it is. Okay, good. Doing good. How you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Uh, maybe a little maybe a little sleepy, but I'm doing good. Uh, ready for the Halloween season, as it as it were, as ready as I ever get, which is not much at all. Yeah, same here. Don't get very excited for Halloween personally, but uh, we will. Uh, I do enjoy watching some some of these movies at Halloween time though, so uh -huh. it's a uh, it's a good topic that Brennan came up with here. We are releasing this on Halloween, so happy Halloween to everyone who is watching. And uh, <laughs> Brennan's a ghost. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, we're gonna start off with our honorable mentions. I will start off with mine. Um, I have three of them or four of them. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Is one of my honorable mentions. Sure. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of my honorable mentions. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, Coco, the the Pixar movie. Okay. Is one of my yeah. honorable mentions. Yeah. And uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Nice. Indeed. Snack, what are your honorable mentions? Beetlejuice almost made the cut for me. I was like, mm, like maybe, and I was like, ah, I'll, I'll hold off on that. I thought somebody might mention it i'm glad you mentioned it at least for mm -hmm. an honorable mention now i'm a tv guy so i just put some tv episodes that i like Ooh. watching around here uh first off of course buffy the vampire slayer uh two in particular halloween and fear itself fear itself is very good halloween i just watched that the other day it's a great episode i'm, I'm re-watching uh, buffy right now at a boy, we, uh, we will be rewatching <laughs> Buffy uh, very soon on this channel. So yep. Hey, if you want to do a review of it, oh, let me know. You you will be you will be invited, sir. Don't worry about that. A <laughs> uh, couple community episodes: uh, epidemiology and horror fiction oh. in seven spooky steps. I just watched epidemiology the other day, also. It's like, you get it. What's going Brennan, on here? Brennan gets it. <laughs> And then I was just going to say any of the Halloween heist episodes from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm. I okay. didn't see that. I've never seen any of those, I don't think so. How dare you? All right. Brennan. I didn't watch Community. Brennan, what are your um, honorable mentions? Well, in, in addition to the one Stark mentioned from Buffy and Community, uh, also the... Um, it just came to my mind, but the the Netflix series Midnight Mass, ooh, sure, is really good. And if anybody hasn't seen it, check it out. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, 
Now, stars movies, the 1989 Batman by Tim Burton. That's a good one. It's an honorable mention. Um, I would also include the animated Disney Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, sure. Yeah, deep cut there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are my honorable mentions, yes. Nice. All right. Uh, let's uh, start with my number five, then. And my number five is the 1993, uh, like, kind of classic, Pocus Pocus. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I watched it all the time. Um, the Sanderson sisters were very scary to me when I was 11. Um, not so scary to me now, but I do still enjoy oh. watching this movie. Um, I think it's a fun time. Um, it's a, a good sort of way to scare the children that watch it, but it's still entertaining when you're an adult. So my number five is Hocus Pocus. Did you like the sequel? I haven't seen the sequel yet. Okay. I haven't seen the first one. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus at all. I'm going to make a confession here. Oh, boy. I saw the movie once, and I didn't like it. Oh, my goodness. Totally fine. So I'm going to have to rewatch it and see maybe if I do like it this time. Yeah. I, so, I think I think there's a bit of nostalgia in it for me for a while. Well, yeah, there's always that. But yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's good fun. It's definitely a product of our childhoods. Oh yeah, yeah I think my entire list is just filled with nostalgia for me or whatever. So, <laughs> my number five, the only true, I'd say, horror movie on this list, and oh of all the slasher movies and all the slasher franchises or whatever this is the one that got me scared the most and i still feel uncomfortable even though the main protagonist is only on screen for about seven minutes he's not like he's not on it for very long at all uh it takes place in springfield ohio and Mm. it follows the adventures of a young nancy thompson whose parents got together with a bunch of other neighborhood parents and burned alive the local child murderer, Freddy Krueger. A nightmare Mm -hmm. on Elm Street is an absolute classic and still scares the willies out of me. See, I cleaned it up just for you, Adelia. (laughs) I have never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not. But I did watch a documentary about the making of Nightmare on Elm Street with Video Drew once, nice. and that was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> I I hate horror movies like with a passion that I can't even describe. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to watch this, but I'm glad that a, a true horror movie did make it on someone's list. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a good one. It really is. I just watched it for the first time a couple of years ago. You'll never be able to finish your Johnny Depp rewatch series without watching it. Yep. Yep. Johnny Depp getting eaten by a bed. <laughs> Well, it's a good. It's uh, good. I, I think that Robert England is excellent. That's Freddy Krueger. I think he really is. Is um, this is before he got kind of campy in the other movies. I don't even know if he talks in this one. I can't remember if he talks at all. He does. This one though is just, just a little scary. tiny bit. Yeah. This one is just scary, and I like that. Yeah. Okay, right. Brendan. So, yeah, Brendan. What's your number four? Four. Or five, excuse me. Five. Number five. Another five is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Whoa, nice. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, that is my favorite of the Harry Potter films. I think the fact that you've got actors like Gary Oldman 
and David Thewlis and even Timothy Spall. You know, and, and then of course you get uh, Michael Gambon, the late Michael Gambon. R.I.P. Um, who was a great actor, getting stepping in the shoes of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really, I think that one of the things that I like about it is the music. So John Williams did the first three Harry Potter films, and the first two, the scores are very similar. In Prisoner of Azkaban, he took the Shakespearean "Something Wicked This Way Comes" mm-hmm. and made an entire score based on that. So not only do I think it's one of John Williams' best scores, I think Alfonso Cuarón's direction is extraordinary. Yep. In the movie, and I think of all the Harry Potter films, this one I think is almost a masterpiece, in my opinion. And the reason I like it at Halloween is, you know, it's got that very dark, magical stuff going on. It's also like it's the Empire Strikes Back of Harry Potter. It yeah. takes the series in a darker direction. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely adore it. And I, I don't always watch it just at Halloween. Sometimes I watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. But it really feels like a great Halloween film to me. 100%. Absolutely. It was um, a great book, my too. Favorite. My favorite book, my favorite of the movies. I was on a, uh, a list uh, uh, on a different channel about all the Harry Potter movies. Somehow that movie came in second. I was enraged. It's out there somewhere. Came in second? I would, I would be enraged at that too because this is also my favorite Harry Potter movie. How dare it's they put it in second? Yeah. Right. It's impeccably directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Um, mm-hmm. It's the only one that I feel like has actual, like, uh, the director's flair in it. The others mm-hmm. just feel like they went mm-hmm. very much by what the studio wanted. Um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in this movie. Gary Oldman is fantastic as Sirius mm. Black. Mm. Um, great choice, Brennan. Great choice. Now, David Thewlis, I think, is excellent as Lupin. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's excellent as Lupin as well. Yeah. It's really good, really great choice, Brennan. Chocolate yeah. helps. Him. It really helps. Chocolate helps. It, it really, really helps. helps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number four is The Adams Family from 1991. Yay! Ah. <laughs> love the Adams Family TV show so much because I grew up watching Nick at Night and all the old mm-hmm. TV shows. Mm-hmm. This and the Monsters. There's not been a good Monsters movie or it probably would have oh. made this list. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there has been a good Adams Family movie and it's this one. I really love mm-hmm. all the performances in this. Christina Ricci's Wednesday is fantastic. Perfect. Um, so great. Um, I just love this movie so much and it's a great time of year to watch it. You know what? I should have included that in my honorable mentions. Either Adam Stanley or Adam Stanley Values. Yeah, the sequel's almost as good. But Adam Stanley's great, because you're right. Christina Ricci, perfect. I think that the late Raul Julia was amazing. Uh It's Uh Gomez. And I think that um, uh, what's her name? Why am I drawing a blank? Morticia. Angelica Houston. Uh Angelica Houston was born to play Morticia. Yes. I mean, there's just no question there. And then, of course, you had the great Christopher Lloyd mm-hmm. as Thester. Christopher Lloyd was actually at Panax that I went to. I didn't I didn't meet him, but uh, but he was there uh, nice. during the, the convention. That's cool. 
Yep. But uh, yeah, no, great choice. I mean, the Adams family is just so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Your number four, Snark. My number four. I said I only had one horror movie on it. This one, I think, was supposed to be, but it failed. It failed spectacularly, though. It's one of the worst movies you'll ever see, but so bad, it's enjoyable. Uh oh. When you put together, guys. I think I know where you're going. a stolen piece of Stonehenge, taking tiny chips out, put into masks. Then you got robots filled with goo. Catchy jingles, such as Eight More Days Till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Silver Shamrock's all of a sudden being part of Halloween. Yes, and Sam Hain and a witch, which is a guy, so it should have been a season of the warlock, but whatever. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch mm-hmm. is bananas. I, the 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 protagonist is a is a drunken doctor slash detective. This thing made no sense at all. It made no <laughs> sense. And he was a and he was a huge womanizer. He was he was he's a terrible 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 person. But this is your hero. Yeah. So, uh, and just a jingle over there. And the, so, like, there's these masks. There's Silver Shamrock is the company. And, who's selling the most popular masks at uh, Halloween time. There's only three of them. There's a skull. His name is like, uh, they all have names like Mr. Bone Jangles. I forget some weird Irish name for the jack-o'-lantern. And then the witch's name is just Midge. So they, mm. all these kids have these things. Now the trick is these guys uh, are up to no good over at Silver Shamrock because uh, they want to use these things to uh, uh, possess uh, kids and turn them into snakes and uh, bugs and stuff like that, and then kill their families. So the stakes are super high, and I can't tell you who wins in the end, but I think you can not guess. It isn't a very good movie, but you know what? It was interesting to watch. It's interesting. if you ever wanted a gateway into horror movies, Adelia, that's the one because there is nothing scary about it whatsoever. Even though they tried, it's just completely yeah. bonkers. There's no Michael Myers. They decide they're going to do an anthology with it, and just yeah, even though it's set in the universe of Michael Myers, he doesn't even show up. They have they have commercials for Halloween. Instead, the bad guys is old Irish guy. The bad yeah. guys is old Irish guy. Yeah, it's yeah strange. It sounds very strange. Very strange. Yes, Stonehenge and computers. Oh my word. Yeah, like they're just caught, they're just nonchalantly mentioning oh, a big, huge piece of Stonehenge was stolen, and it was taken uh, to uh, the Silver Shamrock place. I remember hooking it to a supercomputer. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, but the jingle. It's catching. completely. Don't don't even don't even go there. <laughs> it would get stuck in my head all day. That's true. It sounds insane. I'll sing it after. Okay. Brendan, what is your number four? Number four is Ridley Scott's Alien. Ooh, yes. Ooh. From 1978, uh, 79. Uh-huh. And a, a masterpiece of horror. Um, it's a haunted house slash slasher film in space. Yeah. But by the way, no one can hear you scream. Can't hear you nothing out there. 
so you've got this, you know, your typical setup of this group of people that slowly get picked off by a alien, and there's some uh, ideas about corporate greed and corporate disregard for human life. You've got some great actors like Ian Holm, Tom mm-hmm. Skerritt, and of course, in her first major film role, Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. Who has become one of the greatest um, heroes in all of cinema. And the alien itself, the xenomorph, is one of the coolest designs of any alien. Uh, must pay tribute to uh, Boris Badejo, who plays the alien. Ooh. He's a tall, skinny African fellow. <laughs> and uh, just an absolutely brilliant entrance of the look. The spaceship looks like it's uh, all beat up and run down and like truckers in space. Which, oddly enough, was inspired by Star Wars. The look of everything looking used. Uh-huh. And then the fact that these guys aren't soldiers. They're not scientists. They're just workers. Yep. So they have no idea how to deal with the alien threat. Featuring some truly scary moments. One of the most famous scary moments in film history. And, of course, also we must mention the great John Hurt. Yep. Well, apparently horrible things happen in, <laughs> he had in a every tummy movie. Ache. So, basically, before Sean Bean died in everything, mm. John Hurt died in everything, apparently. Yeah. And, of course, a great score by Jerry Goldsmith. An excellent direction by Ridley Scott in his second feature film. Oh. So Alien is to me a horror classic that combines sci-fi and horror and does it, I think, better than any film ever has. Maybe I'll watch that this weekend. I haven't watched it in a while. I love it. I've seen Aliens a bunch since then. I haven't watched the first Uh, Alien in a long time. Adelia, have you seen Alien? No. (laughs) Okay. No one should be surprised by this. No. I, I so don't do that scary. horror movies well, like this. I, I just can't with stuff like this. Um, but I have heard it's very good. And it's obviously a classic. Uh, you know, Ellen Ripley is a character is one of the most badass female characters that has mm-hmm. ever existed. So, uh, you know, it's a great choice, Brennan. But yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's my number four. All right. My number three is 1984's Ghostbusters. Yay. Mm. Um, this is just such a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the you know, tree, four Ghostbusters. I love the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Mm-hmm. There's just so much fun stuff in this movie. And it um, the proton pack and weapons and just so much fun stuff. And uh, I had to make my list. So I put it at number three. So many uh, uh, lines in that movie I still use to this day. Once in a while, I'll just come up behind my buddy Dan, jump up, slap him in the back of the head, and tell him I was right in the middle of something, Ray. Uh, <laughs> I still remember the day I went to see that movie. Uh, it's etched in my memories from when I was 10 years old. Uh, yeah, Ghostbusters is an absolute classic. That's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, what a great movie. Um... Great cast. I mean, an incredible cast. 
yeah. actor is, is just an extraordinary extraordinary ensemble and just a great comedy horror film. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Snack, what's your number three? I was going to also say cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Uh, number three from 1993. So I think we'll notice that it's all around like our, uh, like 93, I guess I was a little older and stuff like that, but it's a movie. I don't know how many people still think about and not a horror movie at all. It's a movie about a, a couple of es escape cons uh, who wind up in an, a rural farmhouse, uh, end up a, uh, uh, assaulting and then kidnapping the son mm. and the uh, the I guess what is it the ranger that's after him is Clint Eastwood one of the cons is Kevin Costner the boys Jehovah and when he when Kevin Costner finds out he's never had Halloween or anything like that he decides he's gonna show him uh, the movie's called a perfect world and it comes not it's a it's a western it's a basically a western but sets it in like the 1950s or something like that it's a it's one of my favorite clint eastwood movies it's probably my favorite kevin costner movie do you hear that a revenge i don't know they go back and forth but i don't think too many people talk about this film at least not enough so i was gonna make sure that i put it on my list because it's halloween centric I've never even heard of this film. It's fantastic. Neither have I. Clint Eastwood, I believe, directed this one as well. This is coming the year after Unforgiven, I think. 93. I think Unforgiven was 92. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, so I didn't want to say too much about it because I was sure that nobody's seen it. Okay. Have to check it out then, I guess. Mm -hmm. Brendan, what is your number three? Number three is Beetlejuice. <laughs> nice. I mean, Beetlejuice is a comedy classic from Tim Burton. Tim Burton actually has quite a few films that could have made this list. Yeah. Um, I'm watching Edward Scissorhands right now. Jeez. But Beetlejuice is just good fun with obviously the great Harry Belafonte musical numbers. Uh huh. And uh, obviously, you have the very young Winona Ryder. You have the very thing faces like Michael Keaton the year before he played Batman, and you can understand why when they announced he'd be playing Batman, that everyone was like, Yeah, what? are you kidding? Not that guy, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Beetlejuice, of course, he himself only appears on screen for a few minutes, but when he does, of course, he steals it, and uh, but a lot of the other humorous silliness and in the afterlife and in um, dealing with uh, Catherine O'Hara's character who's trying to yeah. redesign everything in these mm -hmm. horrible horrible art installations and uh, also and a couple other great characters and mm -hmm. and uh, it's just good fun and just some of the most memorable moments in film with the Dale at the dinner table moment and then the whole saying Beetlejuice three times. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, I was and, trying to uh, count how many times you had said it. I think no, that's three. And uh, what's interesting is you probably saw the picture, but when I was at Tanix, 
my favorite costume I saw, I took a picture over there, was a very deep cut because it was an animated show based on Beetlejuice that came out in the 90s. Uh-huh. Early 90s. And there was a girl dressed as Lydia. That's what on a writer's character worked from the cartoon. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I had to get a picture with her. But nice. um, really just a great fun film with so many memorable moments and just one of the kookiest characters on screen you'll ever see. Um, and Tim Burton definitely with his second film, I think this was. After Pee Wee's Big Adventure. After Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Willie's showing what kind of films he was going to make. Yeah. Good one. So Beetlejuice is just so much fun. Yep. The handbook for the recently deceased. I think mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis were so good. Yeah. I love that movie. I remember sneaking into a drive in the, in the trunk of my buddy's car. Go see mm-hmm. that movie. <laughs> no, it's a fantastic movie. Great choice, Brennan. Great choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number two is more of a TV special than a movie, but it's oh. it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, there you go. I am obsessed with peanuts <laughs> and all the characters and everything. I own all the holiday specials on DVD. Like, did you see the peanuts I, movie I that Blue Sky made? I I did. I thought it was really charming. My my brother-in-law actually worked on that film. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, but. Uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown is my favorite of the holiday specials. I watch it every year. I watch it every year on Halloween. I'll be watching it this year on Halloween. Mm. And um, I, it's just, it's so charming. Um, it, you know, it's a very simple story, but I love these characters so much. And it, I had to put it on my list. It was number one on my list for a while. And then I went, no, it's not going to be number one. It's going to be number two. Confession, but, uh, I have not seen it yet. You should watch it, Brennan. Yeah, where, is it available to stream somewhere? Do you know? I believe it's on Apple TV Plus, but they're okay. it's usually on TV at Halloween. I don't know if it's going to okay. be on TV this year, but you would probably be able to find it on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it's on there. I do love the Christmas, um, yeah. and Christmas, so the Halloween one should be fun. Yeah. I believe they air it on like ABC on on or close to Halloween. I'm going to hold me to that though. It used to be a big deal because uh, you never got cartoons at night when you were a kid. So right around Halloween, we'd always have like on CBS or something like that. You'd have like this guy playing the bongos or then this thing or whatever saying special presentations. Like you always knew it was going to be cartoons. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I grew up loving that one as well. I really hope that you start yelling at people. You blockheads soon, Adelia. I think that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> Adelia is right. too sweet to say things like that. Well, we'll see. Ferris was mad at me yesterday because I don't know how to banter, and I was like, I don't. So there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, Snark, what's your number two? Oh, okay. Number two. Number two, I included. Because it has my favorite Halloween scene of mm. any movie. And it's also the movie I've seen in the theater the most. I mm. think I think I saw it seven times in the theaters. The first couple of times, I was really excited. The last bunch of times, I was just an excuse for the adults in my family 
to go see what they considered a children's movie. Uh, it was from 1982's E.T. And yes. the scene I'm I'm thinking of is oh, yes. they, yep. they had they took E.T. out under the sheet saying it was Gertie. And uh, I can't remember I can't remember the older brother's name or whatever, but he had a fake knife in his head and yeah. going ouch ouch and then having to put his hands down and stuff like that <laughs> and then of course etc yoda yoda says home, home 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 mm -hmm. so yeah uh what else oh yeah also saying thank you or whatever when they say you all look so cute just thank, thank you thank you thank you so good mm -hmm. yeah uh i couldn't put et further back than some of these or whatever because of uh you know et is an absolute classic so et number two for me and Totally rewatchable. I rewatched it last year. That, that's an excellent choice. I had not considered that for Halloween. Mm -hmm. like the trick or treating scene is a classic scene. Yeah, that's a great movie. I, mean, I didn't see movie... it until I was like, did you have freeze on it? Yeah. Did you have freeze? <laughs> I thought. I... Yeah, I thought did you were just froze? thinking about what it really hard. <laughs> no, 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 no. My internet's being weird. Mm-hmm. Wait, what you're saying? You didn't see it till when? I didn't see it till I was like 22. Yeah. And uh, a great movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I totally, I ugly cry at the end of that movie, like every time. Um, I'll be yeah, right here, Brennan. E.T. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the Steven Spielberg, I mean, is a genius. There's yeah. a reason why he is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. And what was interesting about the film is that it's um, centers on kids. You know, it's very Stranger Things kind of feel, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. But yeah, the Halloween, yeah, that's a good. That definitely makes it a Halloween movie, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Excellent choice. Thank you. All right, Brendan, what is your number two? Number two is Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein. Yay! Nice this fight. is a classic. I mean, Ooh. taking a the all the old Universal black and white monster movies and making like a parody of them with Christine Wilder, who's brilliant, mm -hmm. with great performances from Marty Feldman as Igor. <laughs> no, it's Igor. Then of course you have Chloe Leachman as Frau Blucher. And then, of course, you have Terry Gar. Yeah. Terry Gar. Uh, Kenneth Mars is the police inspector. Yeah, just an absolutely brilliant. And, of course, Peter Boyle as the monster. Did the putting on the Ritz, which is one of the funny Classic. Classic scene. Moments, but there are so many quotable lines and memorable scenes in that movie. It's just so much fun. Mm -hmm. I think... It's a close call for me, but it's tied for me as Mel Brooks's best film Ooh. with the producers, the original producers. But I think Young Frankenstein is definitely a must-watch Halloween classic that is so utterly hilarious. Yeah. With classic lines like, I'll be normal and, <laughs> and all the just very silly nonsense on Cloud Booker. Nay. <laughs> yeah, just just so much fun. And 
just one of those just makes you laugh yourself silly and definitely is a great callback to the old classic black and white horror films. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks made two of the funniest movies of all time in the same year. He put That's out, true, he did. He put Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles out in the same yep, year. 1974, yeah. Yep, it was, it was a good year. It was a fantastic year, come on. <laughs> I've never seen Young Frankenstein. Ooh, mm. that's one you can see. That's one you'd be Julia, we need a um, watch along on the channel then. Ooh. All right, well, we'll see about doing a watch along for Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds very interesting, so I will watch it at some point. Mm-hmm. Before we get to our number ones, let's take a moment to hear from Justin about what's going on with the channel. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone, just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. That's patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. There's a link in the description of this video, or if you're listening on the audio feed in the description as well. And uh, thank you to all the patrons like Brennan. And if you want to have one of these shows done uh, like this one with something that you want to force two members of the crew to talk about, then you can do that by joining the Patreon. So check it out. And as a patron, I could say it's worth it. It's worth it. Thank you, Brandon. Uh-huh. Okay, my number one is a 2013 Jim Jarmusch film called Ooh. Only Lovers Left Alive. Ooh. It stars uh, Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton as vampires. Uh-huh. Uh, Tom mm. Hiddleston is a musician living in Detroit, and he's depressed and wants to kill himself with a wooden uh, bullet. <laughs> uh, Tilda Swinton is living in Tangier. She is his wife. They haven't seen each other in a long time. She senses something is wrong with Adam and goes to uh, find him. And it's just a really interesting movie that I watch every year at Halloween since it came out. It's it's 10 years now I've watched this movie around Halloween time. And uh, I love it so much. So that's my number one. And Ginger Moose is a very interesting filmmaker. Um, I've not seen this film. Um, No. I've heard of it, but it sounds very intriguing. As soon as you said the movie, I was like, ah, oh, Tom Hiddleston. I get it. I get it. <laughs> mm. I do love Tom Hiddleston as an actor. Mm-hmm. But um, this movie is very good. I do like Jim Jarmusch films for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Well, which is the one? Is it something about cigarettes? Was it? Mm, I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, I watched a few of them with my buddy Stu. And uh, yeah, yeah. They're not the usual type of movies that I'll watch. No. But I always enjoy them. I always enjoy when I see them. Okay. Number Start one. Number one. Number oh one, guys. Number one. It's the best. Like, all apologies to your choice as your number one favorite movie. I What I consider the best vampire movie ever made. Uh-huh. Dracula, Dracula Den loving it. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that one. It's uh, from 1987, a Joel Schumacher film, well before oh. he put nipples on Batman. Yeah. 
starring Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick uh, before yeah. before Kiefer Sutherland's fiance ran off with Jason Patrick. Yet somehow they remain friends. It contains scenes such as there's a scene with a shirtless bodybuilding guy playing a saxophone. And it lasts for three minutes and it's amazing. Uh, the the Lost Boys, 1987's Lost Boys, um, yeah. maybe the vampire movie I've seen, I must have seen it a hundred times. I must have seen this movie a hundred times. My brother had a, a, a burnt, like he taped it off of uh, one of the movie channels or whatever. We used to watch it all the time. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, has one of the owners of the Atlanta Hawks in it. Jamie Gertz, Jamie Gertz, of course, uh, I was a, a big fan. Uh, Jason Patrick, of course, goes on to do Speed 2. Lost Boys is better. Kiefer Sutherland goes on to do Designated Survivor. Guess what? Lost Boys is better. So mm. it never, it, it, it's the apex of their career, if you ask me. If you ask me. Uh, sure, they've done things like 24 and stuff like that. But, you know, not as good. Not as good as the Lost Boys. I will, uh, yeah. Bill S. Preston is a vampire. Like, I don't know. There's so the two Corys. The only movie worth watching with the two Corys in it, and Corey Feldman mm, was mm-hmm. amazing in this movie. I have to admit, I've not seen it. I've heard people talk about how good it is. Yes, one of these days, I'll have to get around to watching it. Yeah, terrific. Uh, just the sound, like Echo and the Bunnymen doing "People Are Strange." So good. It's so good. The Cry Little Sister song. It's fantastic. It's uh yeah, it's it's pure late '80s movie making for me. But it's yeah, they, it's late '80s how they got it right. They just got it right, and it's a timeless movie. It holds up. You can watch it any time of the year, but especially at Halloween. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good, Snark. Brennan, what is your number one? Well, there's an honorable mention I forgot to mention. Okay. 2022's The Batman. Sure. With Roger Pattinson showing that he can be more than a, well, he's still emo, but he's not a... a, a he doesn't sparkle in this one. Yeah, yeah he no, he doesn't sparkle means, in this one. He sparkles behind a mask. But that <laughs> one, because it's set at Halloween, mm-hmm. and the visuals... Are very much inspired by fall season. Uh, rainy, but leaves blowing everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you really, it is quite excellent. I think this is a movie that got delayed because of the pandemic. And it was worth the wait because it ended up being, I think, extraordinary with great performances, particularly from uh, Zoe uh, Kravitz and uh, Rob Pattinson. And also, it's a really great score by Michael Giacchino. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to shout that out because I think it really... Because it's based on the long Halloween comic. And it takes place at Halloween. I'm like, I have to include that. Sure. So my number one is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. Yeah. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, even though he didn't direct it. It's directed by the great uh, Henry Selleck. We directed Coraline and James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is a classic for a reason. The songs, I think a lot of people know. The imagery of Jack Skellington has become iconic. 
uh, there's a lot of very um, gothic inspiration that came from this movie. You have the great voice cast. Uh, you have the great, great songs. And just a unique atmosphere of this stop motion animation in this really creative world uh, that you can do things in animation with stop motion and other types of animation that you really couldn't do in live action. And what they're able to accomplish with this movie is extraordinary. And it is one of the greatest stop motion, it probably is the greatest stop motion film of all time. Um, I mean, just as far as Halloween goes, even though it does have a lot of Christmas in it, it's the perfect movie for Halloween time because you're getting into the the holidays. And uh, as I said, some incredible songs, a great score by the great Danny Elfman. Um, and I think it, it just, it, it came out at just the right time. My generation definitely grew up with it. And it really has established itself as an all-time Hollywood um, and Halloween classic. I have This is Halloween in my head right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a great movie. Absolutely fantastic. Great choice, Brennan. It, it really is just like the quintessential Halloween film, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In so many ways. Um, and also, I love that a lot of bands have done covers of the songs. Uh, Evanescence, Amy Lee, she sang a, a cover of um, uh, the one song that Sally sings. It's just, just great out the influence it's had on, on culture uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And people still use it as Halloween decorations, <laughs> even 30 I years have, later. I have a Nightmare Before Christmas sweater with Jack Skellington on it. Yay! I wear it every year. I mean, 30 years later, it's still going strong. Yep. Doesn't feel that old. I know. If it's 30 years old, I remember old seeing the trailer for it. <laughs> I remember <laughs> seeing the trailer. Oh, my goodness. What? Well, all right. That was our top five movies we like to watch at Halloween time. Mm -hmm. uh, Brennan, thank you very much for the request. Uh, where welcome. can people find you? You can find me on X, though I'm still going to call it Twitter. Sure. At Brennan Miskult. You can find me on Blue Sky and Facebook. At Brennan Mar, you can find threads and Instagram at Brennan Blue. And you can find me on YouTube and my podcast page turners they were not on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts it's a fantastic podcast you guys should really check it out well thank you snark snark where can people find you you can find me here on the good old let's get ready network uh we've been talking season two of loki lately you can find me on the weekend with that brazilian guy uh with let's get ready network after snark where we get to talk about we had a thing where we were what we should be doing is just talking about anything. But we've been talking about things lately. And it seems to go on forever. So let's get that in the butt and just talk about whatever <laughs> we want to talk about. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, also on the highlights with yours truly, uh, we meaning you, Adelia. Which way am I pointing? That way. Uh, with the uh, starting 11 Tuesdays 
on uh, the highlights. That's our English Premier League uh, podcast, and uh, where we both cheer for Chelsea with all our hearts. Mm. Uh, no, we don't. We yes. definitely don't. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, find me on Starting Eleven, as Snark said, Tuesdays 3 p.m. Pacific on the Highlights channel. There's a link to that in the description of this episode. And you can also find me on the LGR Entertainment channel with uh, Ferris every Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific, doing the open table. We've had a little bit of a hiatus because of illness and other things, but we're coming back this week. Yeah, this past week, it'll, yeah, it'll be this past week by the time this comes out, uh, with an episode. So uh, we're just debating fan theories and whether they are a good thing or a bad thing. So check out the replay of that. And uh, until next time, everyone, we're out.